Well, hello once again, Pastor Brown from Akron Lions Fellowship. Hoping that you've had a wonderful week, an enjoyable time in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that you have discovered that life is wonderful, no matter what's going on. There's something amazing that takes place when you allow God to be there in the forefront, and that you're willing to just follow. Uh, life to some people is, are boring, I hear, and and uh, just fearful, and, and somehow it's just not exciting or wonderful. If you're a born-again Christian, life is wonderful. Even though when the newspaper and everything is saying Christianity is on a wing, on a downslide, is is not as great as it once was, uh, and my understanding today is only one out of every three people in the world that are Christians. And if that be true, then it lines up with Scripture that the road that leadeth to heaven is very narrow and the way to destruction is very wide. It's amazing to see how people live today without really knowing the Lord. But I want to encourage you to know him. I want to encourage you to apply scripture to your life because it is through the word that we know him. It's through the word that we know him. And he wants you to know him. He's not hiding himself from you. And I want you to recognize that he wants this relationship. God has done all he can do to build a relationship with us. But we're the ones that have to want to meet God under the conditions that he has laid forth. And you would be surprised what takes place in your life when you're willing to surrender. And that's what it really takes. It takes a surrendering of self in order to do God's will. Well, we're going to get into... Uh, the lesson here, I want to pray. The lesson is going to start, we're going to start on the work of the Holy Spirit in this area of, sanct of sanctification, sanctifying the believer, because it really is a work. We are all a work in progress. Uh, the Holy Spirit is going to continue to work with us, and he continues to uh, set us apart to consecrate us for God's use. And, and, and the word holy and sanctified and sanctification and consecration and holiness all are from the same word. And we want to capture that, but I also want us to capture something that I think sometimes we miss. Jesus never asked us to do anything that he himself, in a sense, have not done. When he tells us to set ourselves apart, I don't think we understand that he had to do that. Let's pray. Father, 
We thank you for your word, and we thank you, Lord, for the understanding of your word as your Holy Spirit gives wisdom and knowledge of your word. And we thank you that he is the author of your word, and that he is the teacher, the one who teaches us. So, Lord, may he teach. Give us all ears to hear. And, Lord, we'll give you praise and give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus Christ had to do what he is also allowing the Spirit to teach us to do. Die to ourself, set ourself apart, consecrate ourself, and want to be used by God. Sometime in Christianity, we think the work is all God's. Now, I want you to understand something. The work really is all God's. But there are some things that he asks you to do also. Understanding this. God's involvement in what you do is the strength that he gives to you to do what he asks you to do. What God asks you to perform, he strengthens you to perform it. He allows you to be used of the Holy Spirit, strengthened by the Holy Spirit to accomplish his will. And it's his will that you be sanctified that you be sanctified the whole body, mind, soul, and spirit, all be set apart for the glory of God. And man cannot do that in and of himself. It takes the application of the Holy Spirit applying his strength, his work in our lives for that to take place. But I want you to understand again that Jesus doesn't ask anything of us that he himself has not already done. For Jesus to fulfill the will of the Father, in a sense he had to die to himself, that it was not about him. And part of of sanctification is that area of dying to self, that God can be glorified and that you can be used by God because you are consecrated or sanctified by him to be used for his glory. And I don't want to mix these words up too much because sometimes they can be confusing to us. But again, I want to say to you, they all basically mean the same thing. That you have, in a sense, been set apart But then you are also teaching yourself how to set yourself apart that you might be used by God for his glory. But we need to understand, though a person is saved and they are set apart because they are saved, they are not any longer on that path to hell, but they're saved, but what we often forget is this the sinful man has not been eradicated that sinful nature has not been eradicated has not totally been done away with and that's the part we have to deal with with God as he works that out in our life 
Uh, oftentimes we think the moment we're saved, we're going to be perfect. We're going to be good. Uh, other things are going to take place. No, it's a working of the Spirit in our lives. It's a learning of God's Word that we begin to see what we should be. And we begin to put things behind us. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And the old things begin to pass away. So there is a starting point that things in your life that you used to do, you no longer do. You no longer have a desire to do. You no longer want to do. And that's the Holy Spirit giving you the strength to set yourself apart from that thing that you once did that you no longer want to do. And sometimes we forget that God has given us freedom and liberty that we can do whatever we want to do. But it comes to a place you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it because it hurts God. You don't want to do it because it's the wrong thing to do. And now you know it's the wrong thing to do. And you want to do the right thing. And that's part of the sanctification that takes place in every believer's life. Jesus, who was designated to be our Lord and Savior before the foundations of this world was ever laid, had to set himself apart in a sense, and allow God to set him apart to be used as our Savior and our Lord. To be the one who would taste death for every man. To be the one who would learn obedience by suffering. He was set apart from the Godhead, in a sense, never losing one aspect of his divinity, but willing to be set apart and used for our sanctification and for our salvation and for the forgiveness that we receive from God willing to be used that he might become in a sense of whom we hang our sins on and he hangs his righteousness on us. He sets himself apart. He is set apart in a sense first by the Godhead and then he in a sense set himself apart. And some may be saying, well, where do you get that from? Would you go to John chapter 10 with me? And go to verse 36. John chapter 10 and verse 36. Again, to begin to understand that Jesus himself was set apart to be the Savior, to be Lord to be the coming king, to be what we call the Son of God, the Son of Man. He had to deny himself. 
and the desire of doing his own will in order to do the will of the Father. And scripture is very clear on that part. And yet he's 100% God. And maybe that's the part that baffles us and, and somehow causes us problems. But he was willing to deny himself in a sense to be able to be our Savior and to be set apart as our Savior. So go to John chapter 10 and come with me to verse 36. He says, what about the one whom the Father set apart? Now now look who's doing the setting apart. Whom the Father has set apart, has set to the side from one state to another state in a sense have set him apart from the divine deity of the Father and the Holy Spirit and have set Jesus apart that he might take on flesh and blood and that he might suffer and die on our behalf and be risen on the third day for our justification and now sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. For he is our lawyer. He's our representative in heaven, in a sense. And it says he was set apart. He was set apart for the work that he would do on our behalf. And it says here again, what about the one whom the Father set apart? Not that Jesus set himself apart, but the Father this unity of the Godhead have chosen Jesus and Jesus would be set apart to become our Savior. And Scripture is clear on this that the Father set him apart. The second part of that verse is also very important because it says... Whom the Father set apart as his very own, his very own what? As his very own son. And that's how we know Jesus as the son of who? The son of God. The son of God. I'm going to take a step out here on a branch. In heaven, before this ever took place, I don't think that title was, and this is my opinion. I want to be clear on that. He was not the Son of God. He was part of the Godhead. Same qualities. Of the same nature of God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. And he never lost that. But what he took on was something else that the Father didn't take on or the Holy Spirit took on. And that was human flesh. And he allowed himself to become obedient to the Father and the working of the Holy Spirit in his life. To demonstrate for us the will of the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit. 
in the believer and those who would do the will of the Father. I know I've said a lot in there, but I think Scripture bears it all out. Even to the point where Jesus said, I come to do the will of my Father. Even to the point that it's the Holy Spirit who gives him the strength because he is reliant upon the Holy Spirit to do the work that he's going to do. And he says, boy, again, the Father who set apart as his very own and sent into the world. Now, who did he send? He sent his son. His very own what? His very own son. In whom? Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. He sent Jesus Christ, his very own son. And see, when you are called to something and you are sent, you've been chosen which is part of sanctification, is that that item or that thing that is going to be used is consecrated by God, sanctified by God, set apart by God to be used for God's glory and God's praise. And all that fits Jesus Christ. All of that should also fit the believer that we've been chosen, we've been called, we've been set apart, we've been consecrated, we've been sanctified for the glory of God. It should be part of our lives also. Why? It was a part of the life of Jesus. And we are also sent then into the world to do what? to declare this wonderful gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Just like Jesus was sent to us. If you are a true believer, you're being sent into the world to share this message of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Why? Because there's no other message that has the power to save and deliver and rescue men, women, and boys and girls from that thing called sin from that which will destroy us. There is no other name but the name of Jesus. And he says again here, I can't read it enough. Boy, what about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own and sent into the world and sent into the world his, his very own. He's set apart by the Father. Well, I want you to go over to John 17 with me and verse 19 because it's so important to catch this because, see, you can be set apart, but you have to see, see yourself as being set apart. You have to be willing then to also set yourself apart. And Christ had to set himself apart. Uh, Christ, if he did not set himself apart, yes, he would be declaring himself that he really is God. He has this right and that right. He can destroy. He's the creator. But no, he didn't do that. He carried out the will of the Father in order that you and I might be redeemed. 
that you and I might have a Savior and that he shed his blood that we might not have to shed ours. Now, understand this principle here because it's so important. God, the moment you are saved, sets us apart. Because I am set apart does not mean I stop sinning. That becomes now a work of the Holy Spirit in our life. I'm set apart from the condemnation of sin. I'm set apart from the wrath of God. I am set apart from going to hell, not going to heaven. May not have any rewards, might be just saved by fire. But I've been set apart because I'm saved. Now comes the thing that has to take place in my own personal life. Jesus Christ is our sanctifier, but the Holy Spirit has to apply that sanctification, that holiness, that consecration. But we have to be also willing, and this is the holdback in so many areas. We're not really willing to consecrate ourselves to the Lord, to be used by the Lord. You have to be willing to surrender yourself and divorce yourself, in a sense, from this world and the things of this world. And don't worry, you're still going to have problems because Satan is going to always be there to bug you, to bother you, to hinder you. But you're the one that has to begin to say in your mind over and over and over again, I set myself apart for the glory of God. If you don't say it, you're not going to live it. If you don't remind yourself about it, you won't do it. That I am set apart, and I am setting myself apart to be used by God. Go to John chapter 17. Listen to verse 19. Hear what Jesus is saying, because he's saying this about himself. And I think every one of us have to come to a place that we're ready to do this. So he says, For them I sanctify myself. I do what? I set myself apart. For who? For me. For you. For every one of us that have come to him. He set himself apart to be that Savior, to be that Lord, to be that intercession, to be that atonement for our sins, to be life for us. He sets himself apart for us. The Father set him apart from the Godhead, the unity of the Godhead. He is set apart, become the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Savior, the one who would put on flesh and blood and go to the cross and die for us. He was set apart from the triune God, 
the Father does not have flesh, a body, a blood like we do, nor do the Holy Spirit. But Hebrews tells us that Jesus became like his brethren. And therefore he had to put on this flesh. And he then also makes this decision that is in agreement then with the Father. Now, we have to come to a place that we're in agreement with the work of what Jesus Christ has done on our behalf. That's part of what it is to understand sanctification. That I'm in full, totally, absolute, totally agreement with the work of Jesus Christ. And therefore I yield to it in the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, for them, I sanctify myself. I sanctify myself. You sanctify yourself for him. For him. For God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You sanctify yourself. You practice setting yourself apart so that you can be used of the Holy Spirit. You have to practice it. You have to name those things that you won't do. You won't allow that sin to creep in or to hinder you from being consecrated in a sin that you can really be used by God. And he says, I have, for them, I sanctified myself. I have. I have. Jesus sanctified himself for us. Now, listen to the second part of this, that you can understand why he did it. That they too may be truly sanctified. So, Hebrews 10.10, go back to it. And I want you to hang on to that last part there. They too may be truly sanctified. Go over to Hebrews 10.10. Listen to what he says. The old King James used the word sanctified. And here in uh, the NIV, the word is holy, but it's still consecrated or sanctified. And uh, it's that area that he says in 1010. And by that will, whose will? God's will. Jesus' will. The will of the Holy Spirit. And by that will, we have been made holy or sanctified. Go back to John chapter 19. I'm sorry, 17. John 17, verse 19. That second part. That they too may be truly sanctified. Or that they too may be truly made holy. So when you get into Hebrews then, 10.10, again. And by that will... We have been made holy or sanctified through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. He separated himself to die for us in that fleshly body that he took on. 
that we too might be sanctified. That's why Jesus is called our sanctifier. We would not be set apart or sanctified or consecrated to be used of God if it were not for him. If it was not for him. Now I'm going to attempt to show you why a lot of us are saved, but we're not really living a sanctified life, nor have we set ourselves apart. When you don't know what to set yourself apart from, you don't do it. If you don't know how to train yourself for something, you can never become what you would like to become unless you are willing to learn it and train yourself and make the sacrifices that have to be made in order to reach that goal. Now, there's a way for us, but we have to be willing to do it. Listen to what Jesus is saying. I want you to pick up in verse 14 with me in John 17, and we'll close here, and we'll pick up next week a little more with this. In verse 14, he says, I have given them your word, And the world has hated them, for they are not of the world anymore. Now something has separated us from the world. And he says, I've given them, what? Your word. The word separates us from the world if we allow the word of God to get in here. And here, it separates us from the behavior of the world, the attitude of the world, the hatred of the world, and brotherly love in a sense of worldly love. And we are beginning to be able to see the power of God work in our lives because of the word of God that is working in our lives. Again, he goes on and says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world anymore. Then I am of the world. Jesus didn't come with the philosophy of the world. He came with the teaching of his Father from heaven. And we don't go into the world with the teaching of the world. We go into the world with the teaching of Jesus Christ. And it's the word of God, the words of Christ, that changes lives, that separates. And he goes on, he says, My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one, the one who wants to destroy them, the one who wants to keep them from the word. And Satan has done a very good job in keeping Christians from the word. In most churches now, you can hardly find a Bible. 
and many who call themselves Christians don't even carry a Bible, whether it be on their phone, their electronic issue or whatever, or uh, they just don't have a Bible even in sight. And if you're not in God's word, you don't know what to separate yourself from. You don't know the bad company from good company. You really don't know. And a lot of Christians are like that today. They don't know why. Because they're not in God's word. And he says, protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Now listen what he says. Sanctify them. Now, how's that going to take place? Set them apart is what he's asking. Consecrate them. Make them holy. How's that going to take place? In verse 17, he says, sanctify them. Make them holy. Consecrate them by the truth of your word is truth. If you're not in God's word, you're not consecrating yourself. You're not cleansing yourself. You're not trying to make yourself holy. You're not trying to set yourself apart. You're not even trying to sanctify yourself. And you have to want to be in God's word if that's going to happen. Yes, you are positionally set apart if you're saved you are positionally set apart you're not going to hell but neither are you been set apart for God's work and God's use by the Holy Spirit you have to be in the word of God for the Holy Spirit to use you and for you to consecrate yourself and sanctify yourself for that purpose. Well, let's pray, and we're going to continue on this area of sanctification for the next couple of weeks in the work of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you'll just stay with me on it and see if some lights are turned on. Let's see if life can change for us if we really get in God's word and want to see him work in us and use us for his glory. Father, we do thank you and we praise you for the word. It sounds like a broken record. The word, the word, the word, the word. Because, Lord, that's all it is, is the word. It's your word in our lives that sanctifies us, that makes us holy, that consecrates us for your use. So we pray, O oh God, that you would do such a work in us that we desire to dig more and more into your word. Again, we thank you. Build up your body the body of Christ. Build us, Lord. Build us for your glory. Use us, O oh God. May we truly be the light of the world. May we be the salt of the world. Because we've been set apart for such 
a purpose. Use us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for your time. I pray that somehow this just begins to spark something up here. Even if you begin to do your own little study on sanctification. And understanding that Christ himself was set apart. And then he himself set himself apart. Because you and I have to follow that same path. So God bless you. May God keep you. May the Holy Spirit minister to you. And we'll give you, give him all the praise. Goodbye.